Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. And greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome again to another program. I'm Brother Michael Jones, your faithful servant today, bringing you yet another message of salvation, another message of encouragement, and yet a message that is so needed. We're talking today about salvation, and yet we pray for salvation. We pray for the goodness of the Lord be with us. We pray that God will bless us continuously. We pray for the strength that we shall endure to the end, yes, endure forever and ever and ever in the presence of the Holy, ah, Holy Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, glory to God in the highest. Today we come to talk a little about salvation, and yet we will pray, hallelujah, for those who are on the prayer list tonight. We come today just to lift up, lift up the kingdom of God, to lift up the name of the Lord Jesus, because we know that salvation is to save, uh, save from harm, hurt, and danger, save from the things that will come to hinder us, uh, that trap us, and then there's a way of salvation. And the way of salvation that we're talking about today is through Jesus Christ. There are many things that can save us as many things that can come to bring us through to safety. But today we're talking about the safety of salvation, the safety of being out of harm's way. And out of harm's way is to be in that place, in that place where we can uh, have glory, have glory of our God. Yes. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I hope to ever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. Prophet, 
carry the word of God.
of his 
word. So and Jesus also said that he wanted us to come to know him. He wanted us to come to love him and come to understand him. And the only way we can come to understand him is through living and practicing his word. But that is something else that we have to get into living and practicing his word, being obedient to his holy word. In John 14, we're talking about how he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now, I think that was in John 14, 21, they keep my commandments, and those who keep my word are those who love me. It's in John 20, uh, 14, 23. Now, if we love him, we'll keep his word. And then to keep his word, and then he said, my father will love them, and we will come and make our home in him, in that person that keeps the word of God. So when we start keeping the word of God, coming to know him, coming to love him, because one of the things that, that it was saying in First Corinthians 8 and 3, for those who love God, knows God and is known by him. So God loves us so much that he wants us to love him. And that's the only way that we're going to have salvation is through the love of God, through the love of God, through the love of Jesus Christ by obeying his word. Now, that has not been taught in many, many, many places. And this is a shame that, that not many people know this. In fact, very, very, very few know this because they haven't been taught this in your Bible studies. We go to church, we go to seminars, we go to all of these things. It's just like those 6,000 people on my social media that, that uh, make you comment about can you lose your salvation. And not one of them talking about to have a relationship with God, to come to know Him, and then. In other words, to know him is to love him, and then he knows you. Because in Matthew 7 and 21, we're talking about how not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of God, but those who do the will of God. And on that day, many will say, but Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do many might uh, works? Mighty works of in your name, and then the Lord will tell him, tell those people, depart from me, I never knew you. And then, it's like I was saying before in one of the messages, how many people would say, well, why would God, uh, the Lord Jesus, tell somebody on that day of judgment, depart from me, I never knew you, because if you say, I never knew you, that means that you're not going to be in paradise with him because he's not going to have no strangers up in paradise with him. If he don't know you, he says, you wicked, wicked person. And you've been doing all of these wonderful, mighty things in the name of Jesus, and you've still been called wicked? You've still been saying, depart from me, I never knew you? You're going to hell behind Casting out demons and doing mighty works and prophesizing and prophecies come true because of the name and because of faith. The name of Jesus is powerful. And when you have faith, 
powerful because you believe. So therefore, therefore, there's something else involved. So we hear, we see now that it is about the love. It is about the love of God and knowing Him through obedience to His Word. You got to have that love in your heart. You got to have the love in your heart one to another because we know the Scripture says, "Love the Lord your God with your whole heart, by soul, and strength," and then love your neighbor as yourself. But when we start to disobey what God has told us to do in His Word, then there's a penalty. Penalty. Because we know that disobedience is sin, and the ways of sin is death. So therefore, let us not face that penalty of death because of disobedience. And then, that is what happens so much in our life today. Because of sin, the love of many will cold, go cold. And many depart from the faith because of this sin. Because why? Because we will walk in integrity, we walk in and not in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not walking in love one to another. We have all of this animosity, all of the confusion, all of this uh, degeneration and toxic praises. We have all these attitudes and all these dispositions and stuff that's coming about us and on us with stress to the hill, stress to the back. And then the Lord said, do all things, you know, without that stress. Worry for nothing, but yet still we do worry. We do worry because we have not taught to let it go. We have been not taught to have that peace in our heart. We have not been taught to have that trust in the Lord. Trust God. We even on our money and say, in God we trust, but yet still we depend in no tension. We must by all means get back to trusting God for all that we have and everything that we need to trust him. And depend, and depend on him. And then we still have coming up with, like the devil told us, to uh, finger point at other people, judge other people, criticize other people. And then look in the mirror, and you all of that in a bag of chips. We all just have a self-pride, a self-righteousness. The devil is bringing us so much into confusion, so much into his mess that we are on our way to hell. But then we should already know that if anyone united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him, so therefore we must be united with Jesus Christ, having that relationship with him through his word, through being obedient to him, through having that uh, relationship one to another, loving each other. In First Corinthians six and seventeen, they're talking about. Uh, go back to uh, six and sixteen about the united to a prostitute become one with the prostitute. So if anyone united with with Christ become one spirit with the Lord, that's what we have to do. That one spirit. So then we get so many that say, well, you know, uh, the devil is this and the devil is that, and we don't know what the devil getting ready to do. But we're not worried about that. Only thing we have to worry about is having the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ because we are one spirit with Him. So therefore, even the Scripture um, Romans eight said we have the mind of Christ. We have the spirit of Christ, and we have the name of Christ. 
We are the body of Christ. He's our head. We've been bought with a price. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Christ, Father, and the Holy Spirit live within us. So therefore, we don't have to we will be concerned with how the devil is trying to mess over us and mess with us because he had to go through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to get to us. But we don't want to, we're not looking at that because he's already blinded our minds. So therefore, I'm just encouraging everybody today to accept Jesus Christ as Lord in your life. Understand what he's telling us in his word. And then we have to get away from some of that mess, some of that stuff in the old in the Old Testament. We keep holding on to Old Testament scriptures for law. And then we holding on to the Psalms, we're holding on to Proverbs, we're holding on to the to the prophets. But we have enough in the gospel. If you do everything in the New Testament and the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word of the Lord, word of God through Jesus Christ, you'll you'll do fine. You have enough to worry about day to day. So but we keep holding on, we keep doing things and then doing things out of character and out of and out of sync. Even the scripture tells us that nothing beyond what is written. One of the things that that we keep doing is to disobey the word of God. So therefore, when we start to point fingers at each other, we start criticizing, start criticizing each other, start to down in each other, we should look in the mirror and see, where am I in this life? Why should I complain or criticize about my brothers and sisters when my life is messed up, when I know that I'm not doing what it's supposed to be doing anyway? In Luke 6 and 46, uh, the scripture tells us that why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I tell you? But we do this all the time. We do this all the time. So, therefore, we must come to the place where we have to stop, stop criticizing, stop complaining. Even the Bible tells us to do all things without grumbling or complaining. But guess what we do? Complain and grumble mama instead of trusting God through Jesus Christ, whatever happened has happened. He said, For God I live, for God I die. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes. And let Jesus be Lord in your life. And we hold fast to the scriptures, hold fast to the goodness of God. And for one thing, we keep bringing, like I said, in the Psalms and, and a lot of those other scriptures that Jesus said, I have fulfilled the law. I have fulfilled the Psalms. And fulfill the prophets. So once he fulfilled them, and we keep going back to them and using them for our everyday living, we become confused. And when you have living in confusion, because so God is not a God of confusion, but a God of order. And one of the things that we bring forth, and I get slammed dunked all the time for bringing up this scripture in John 5 and 41. And Jesus said, I do not accept glory from humans. That means when we say praise the Lord, that was done before Jesus came to earth as a man, before he came to earth to be as the word of God, to do a mighty work for God, for the Father. So he tells us, I do not accept praises or glory from humans 
because there was a reason for that. And the reason is that when you become one spirit with Christ, then you are Jesus walking on this earth. So the devil don't want us to know these things. He wants to keep us blinded. He wants to keep us in ignorance. He wants to keep us in weakness. But we are strong. We are mighty. Because Jesus has already given us power and authority, just like God has given him all power and authority in heaven and on earth and under the earth and everywhere else. So therefore, when we have that power and authority, we can speak those things that are not as though they are. And we must come to speak it. We must come to do those things. And when we start to say, praise the Lord, we have to uh, go to our praises to the Father. In First Corinthians 10, do all things for the glory of the Father, glory of God. See, well, Jesus and God are one. Jesus, yes, they are one in spirit. But if you go to Scripture, it will point out definitely what it's all about. Go to First Corinthians 8 and go down to verse 6. And it will tell you that for us, yes, there's many gods. But for us, there's one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist. We exist. One God, the Father. And, A-N-D, one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. So many times the devil has told us that there's nothing but Jesus. Only Jesus, only Jesus. But Jesus was a word, and those people who know about computers know about hard drives. They know about uh, the search frame. Now, say for instance, you're speaking, and you left a message on your voice spell for all your employees. Now, that voice says, do this, do that, do that, instruction. And you could be somewhere across the world, another country. You could be enjoying yourself out on the beach. But when they play that recording, play your voice, they'll do what you told us to do. And that's what Jesus is. But Jesus is the living word. God put all the things that he wants you to know in Jesus because Jesus is the word of God. God spoke, and that was Jesus who made things. So, therefore, we have to take that same concept to know that now Jesus is an active, living person all by himself. He's a spirit now because he's going back to the Father. But, therefore, he forever lives to intercede for us. So, there is two, two separate individuals, but they're one spirit. Just like when we become one spirit with Christ, then there's still one spirit. And he wants us all that's in the body, to become one spirit with each other. In John 17, the whole chapter is a prayer. So when we start to understand anything, coming with a new mindset, coming out of all of this old baggage and the Pharisee mentality, then you'd be surprised on how much and what we can do in the body of Christ, how much we can do coming up out into Ah, the goodness of God and the kingdom of God. So we think that, oh, well, 
this, I'm saved through uh, Romans uh, 10 and 9, that, well, I made my confession and I'm all right. And then here we come up with talking about, well, you know, we all fall short of the glory of God, but then we don't think about Romans 3 and 24 by being justified through grace, through faith, because of the of the redemption through the sacrifice of Jesus, we're justified. So therefore, if you're in Christ, you don't have to mention Romans 3 and 23 about falling short of the glory, because now in Christ, we are the glory of God. When we look in the mirror, we go to the bathroom, we look in the mirror, we don't even see ourselves. We see God because we are his reflection in this earth. We become the reflection in this earth because we are in Christ. And once we're in Christ, then that's it. So now we can accept this salvation because, see, the point of it is that we were given the Holy Spirit as a down payment. And we must have the Holy Spirit. We must have the Spirit of Christ in order to be a part of him. So now, let's not walk away from this gift. Let's not walk away from the blessing to come. Let's not walk away from the inheritance. And this is what happens too many times. We walk away from the inheritance because how can you inherit something when there's still life? But we're given these things. We're given these things to use and to and to be a part of. And God received us as his children even before he accepts his inheritance. But when we come into the kingdom, the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It is spirit. So therefore, give your mind, give your heart towards the kingdom of God. Seek you first the kingdom, and all these things be added to you. So when we start seeking the first the kingdom, through our mindset, through our heart, with that love for one another, with that con- condition of love, and put away and put aside the garbage and the mess. And then those people who are hurting, those people who are hurting, we can reach back and reach out to help them. We don't have that animosity. We don't have this, well, I'm better than you stuff, because it's all about love, because love is the fulfillment of the law. So, yes, we still keep the commandments, because of love. We don't go around killing everybody, killing each other. Even though the, the law says, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, we don't do all of that because of love. Because now, before we just, we did these things, I'm telling you, we didn't do these things to break the law, but now we don't do it because we care about who it hurts. We don't want to hurt God, and we don't want to hurt each other. So when we get that concept, even in the body of Christ, to come to love and not to hurt each other, not to put down each other, and not to, but to build up, but to strengthen each other, we're here to edify. And then, in the end, it comes to the place where we must know God. Because, see, there's another scripture. Well, I must tell you tonight, before we uh, finish up and wind up, in 2 Thessalonians 1, from verse 5 to 8, it says that 
when the Lord Jesus shall come with his mighty angels and flames fire, reaping vengeance on those who do not know God and those who do not obey the gospel. Those two things. If you don't know God, you're going to hell. If you don't keep the gospel, you're going to hell. So I don't care about, well, you say, well, we have to do the Old Testament to, to know about the coming of Christ. Christ came already. He's here already. He's in your heart already. If you put him in your heart, we don't have to worry about how to fix an old 1922 Ford in order to know about how to, to work on the computer of this 2016 Ford. Let's come to our right mind and get away from the garbage. Only the devil is telling you that. Yes, we can know these things, but first, take care of first things first. The love of God in your heart and you loving him back so that he will know you and don't tell you to get away from him because he never knew you. Then, through the obedience to the gospel, know what Jesus is talking about. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. Being purified by obedience to the truth. 1 Peter 1 and 21. Being purified by obedience. Your soul being purified. And then he said in uh, 2 Corinthians 7 and 1. Cleanse yourself from all defilement of body and spirit. He wants to keep our bodies straight because God is living in your body. He don't want you to upset things in your body, taking advantage of his goodness just because he's there in you. Now you can just go uh, rag out and do things and lay back and just let yourself go. No. He wants us to live a good life as long as we can, as long as we can, as long as he let us. Because he said, we are not our own. We're bought with a price, the blood of Jesus. So therefore, let us come to obey. And then if you don't obey, there's a wrath to come upon us. God will put you away and put you out of his sight. So therefore, let us stop judging, complaining, and criticizing, and then looking down on people, and then trying to put somebody uh, that are not like you in a different position, but yet still we got a lot of work to do for our own self and for our own self and about keeping the kingdom and living in a righteous state of our own self, being obedient to the word of God and not going back into sin and not holding on to those Old Testament uh, statements that is going to kill us and send us to hell. Sorry about that because that's just how it is. Just how it is. But one of the things that was said, well, you know, God is married to a backslider. That was then. That was then. But if you go to Hebrew 10 and 26, it says, if you willfully persist in sin, there's no longer a sacrifice for your sin. And then if you have uh, had part of the Holy Spirit and been embraced in all of this stuff, 
There's no more sacrifice for you. God will close the door on you. Quit fasting in your hurry. We don't know when or how long or what. Well, you know, uh, God can uh, forgive 70 times 7, but we don't know how that 70 times 7 is going to be because sometimes we mess up so much that who knows, are we keeping count? So I wouldn't take a chance. I wouldn't take a chance. In other words, I would be afraid and very afraid because the fear of God is beginning in uh, making holiness perfect in the fear of the Lord. So when we come to understand these things, and also in Hebrews 6, it tells us about the same thing. It is impossible to restore uh, again to repentance for those who have once been enlightened. Some of them are going to church and we do a mighty thing and then turn around and start keeping company, bad company. Even the scripture says that bad company ruins good morals. But then I got to lay something on you real heavy and real hard. In Ezekiel 18:23, it says, when the righteous turn from his righteousness, their righteousness, and commit iniquity or commit sin and do the same abominable thing that the wicked do, shall they live. And then he tells us that none of the righteousness deeds that they have done shall be remembered. They shall die. That was in the Old Testament. And it's also relevant now because it tells us that God has no place apart in those who lose their faith and slip back. Slip back. So therefore, mess around and then willfully, not try to fight, uh, fight back or stand up or to resist. If you try to resist and you're because of weakness and because you're crying out to the Lord, it seems like the Lord is nowhere around. That's one thing. But you're crying, and sometimes the Lord is like waiting to see how much how much you're going to put up a fight. Yeah, the devil will be rocking you. And then it says, count it all joy when you face these temptations. Wow. Count it all joy, Lord. What is going on? But you see, he has counted all joy because he wants to know how you stand and how are you standing so that you have that relationship with him because he's there. He's there to help you. He's there to be with you. Not saying that you're not going to get rocked, but he said no weapons formed against you shall prosper. It's nothing by any means shall harm you. So therefore, we have to come to believe and trust God and to believe him and then start to speaking and using that word to catch you with the sword. Then you have to keep all the whole armor and just like with that social media, with 6,000 people messing up a scripture, it won't make no sense at all. And they won't why so many people are going to hell just because of sin and disobedience. But that's what the book says, not me. Because I am only a faithful servant. And I wasn't all that faithful in the past. Now I'm beginning to have more and more faithful. So now you have to get closer and closer in to the Lord. And let the Lord use you and stretch you and fill you up. And then everything's going to be all right. So 
faith, keep keep the joy going, and be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, let us come to believe these things, believe what the Lord says. Do not take the grace of God in vain. Do not worship in vain. And then to believe him. Because even the scripture in vain do they worship me. They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from it. Let us turn our hearts back towards God and the word. Let us turn our hearts back towards what he wants for us and have to do for us to become children of the Most High God and become adopted children, yes, to be before him in love, without spot of blemish and in love. Yes, it is so wonderful to know that he let him take care of us. But then, let us go to work. Let us go to work to be a tour of his holy word. Because faith without works is dead. We have all the faith, just like the man that well, he prophesied and cast out the demons because of faith in the name of Jesus, but he didn't have love in the heart. That's what so many of us on the church, if we're talking about church hurts, there ain't nothing but the devil. So therefore, we have to stand against all of this mess and then stop using Scripture out of character. Out of character. Just like we use the, oh, well, let the wheat and the chair grow together. That's not even right. That's, scripture says that the wheat are the children of the God. The terror of the the evil one sowed this stuff, the terror, the weeds. Now, the field is the world. But we talk about the church. The church is not the world. So don't let the wheat and the terror grow together in the church. Sorry. That's not what that scripture says. Read the scripture, study the scripture, and know what God is talking about. Then you will understand what he said before. He said, drive out the evil one from amongst you. God will judge the world. But we're here to keep the church clean. We must, by all means, keep the church in good standing. That's why Jesus went into the church and started cutting up and driving them out of the synagogue. Keep the church holy. My Father's house should be called a house of prayer. Yes, come to the Lord anyway, however you come in there, as long as you are sincere and hurting. If you ain't sincere and hurting and you just want to come in there and act crazy, you got to get up out of there. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. You have to be able to discern the spirit. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, let us come to be a doer of the word. Get to know God. Get to know him personally through Jesus Christ by obedience to his word so that he would have the spirit in you, his spirit in you. And then come to have that endurance. We must be in, have the endurance to the end. Therefore, thank you, we bless you, and we must by all means hold to these things. Study, show us up the truth. Oh, 
God wants for us in our life each and every day. Let the will of God be done in our lives every day. And stop giving heed to false doctrine and and all of the demons that come about us, that come around us. Drive them away from us and block them away. Resist them. And have be that one spirit with Jesus Christ. Ah. So, it is so wonderful and wonderful to know. Because we know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God. And this is what some of us used to be. Some of those things that are listed in First Corinthians uh, 6. Ah. And you know, and you know, the devil is a lie, because I'm up here, have my back towards, uh, just away from the computer, and just in prayer and in meditation while I was speaking, going over my notes, and I looked around on the phone, the phone dropped, the call dropped. Then this is how we have to really hold fast and start to believe in the Lord, and I thank you for being with us and staying there with us because I ain't hanging up until we finish. Therefore, we rebuke the evil one in the name of the Lord Jesus, and we're just going to cut right here, right now, and we'll go right into prayer. Hallelujah. Ah, we must pray because, see, this is so so much because see the devil don't want us to know about salvation he don't want us to know about the goodness of God through Jesus Christ he wants us to keep us ignorant naked which is in sin he 
wanted to keep us hungry, being malnourished, not fed. It's like going to a buffet. We're supposed to be going there to eat good food and wind up having Roman noodles and pizza, which we're going to be hungry in the next day or so. No, we need nourishment. We need the good nourishment of the word. And we got to stop this, oh, uh, accepting whatever the devil throws at us and put us through, and then now he's trying to intercept the word. He'll lie, he'll lie, he'll lie and resist it in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be the name of our God. So therefore, hallelujah. Father, in the name of Lord Jesus, thank you, and we bless your holy name. Just give you praise and glory, and we're going to worship you. We worship you, Father. Hallelujah. We're going to do as you tell us to do and be obedient to your holy word. We ask you in the name of Lord Jesus to bless those, hallelujah, that stand fast and steady in your holy name, of believing in your word and being a doer of your word. We come to bind sickness. We come to bind that spirit of witchcraft, we come to bind all of those things that come against the kingdom of God and come against us, Father, in the name of Jesus. There's a lot of hurting people and so many hurting souls, so many of those who have been hurt and still been hurt by daily, especially those who say that I am a part of the kingdom of God because, Father, we know there are so many false Christians and so many false believers that is not Ah, even worth mentioning, but you know them, and you take revenge on them. But let us, Father, those who are sincere and those who want to love you and to cherish the thought of being saved, come, let us be strong and let us be steadfast in your holy word. And Heavenly Father, we know that there are so many who need you, that need things, that need a blessing. We just ask you to send forth the blessing to those, Father, that you know that need the blessing. Lift us up, strengthen us, and give us that knowledge and wisdom so that we will go forth and know how to answer everybody, know how to take care of each other and how to love each other unconditionally as you love us unconditionally. Help us, hallelujah. Know how to answer each one, Father, not to be uh, biased, not to be self-righteous, not to be uh, with the attitude and the nasty disposition, but to have that joy and the peace and the love in our heart one to another, that compassion in our heart. Help us to understand and to trust you and have that patience to believe that you will bring us through. We thank you. We bless your holy name. We ask you to to watch over our children, strengthen them, give them wisdom, and we drive out their evil thoughts and evil things from their minds, Father, because the Internet and those things on their computer and stuff is really trying to take control over our children. We take our children back in the name of Jesus, and clear their thoughts and clear their mind and raise them up in the way they should go so that when they get older, they will not depart so that they will be, hallelujah, a 
strong leaders of tomorrow. But help our leaders today. Help our leaders today, Father, to be strong, to have their wisdom, to have their understanding, to have the justice that only you could give us and the peace not to be wishy-washy, not to try to compromise your word or compromise your law, not to try to uh, please everybody, because trying to please everybody will lead us more to more confusion and to more and more disaster. We just ask you to come forth to be a, to lead us more into your righteousness, to lead us into your love and into your goodness. In the name of Jesus, we praise you. We bless your holy name. Bless those that are coming onto the archives. Bless those who listen even tonight. Strengthen them. Build them up. Give them that care, that comfort, Father. Let them be filled with the Holy Spirit coming into that peace and understanding. Put on that whole armor of God, knowing that they have the faith to reflect every, every fiery dark of the evil one in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And help us to use the sword in the right way, the word of God, and keep our sword sharp through study and meditation. Hallelujah. Thank you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' holy name. Binding those spirits, healing our bodies, our mind and spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ah, thank you for holding on and being with us today. Bless you, bless you, bless you. In Jesus' name, and you're right. Holiness are hell because we've got to be able to stand fast in these evil days. Thank you. God bless you. And take care. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So, We know that so many times we take the word of God for granted and we are departing from the faith and we just give it up. So I'm here to encourage you not to give up, not to give up, and not to let go of the hands of God. Because one thing about being a part of Lord Jesus Christ. In John 4, 1 John 4, uh, starting in verse 17, the love has been perfected amongst us that on the day of judgment, we have fallen on the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. It's just going to show you right then and there how, how when the devil had Jesus to be crucified, he made more, more little Jesuses. And I'll go to that example of uh, how Hitler came to to become, well, he wanted to be a pure race. Hitler had plans of becoming a super person, a super race, 
And people started to believe in that stuff. And they became little Hitlers because now when they salute each other, hi, Hitler. Hi, Hitler. Because, see, that's how when the devil crucified Jesus, had Jesus crucified, if he hadn't known that Jesus was making more little Jesuses, people in his image and his likeness, and to do the things that he did and greater things that he did, to be in his steadfast and, and, and holding on to his image and, and glory, even the scripture said he would have never had it done. Never. But see, that was God's plan. That was God's plan from the jump street to have this done, that when we walk around, we could do those things, and now we become, we become the living word a living epistles of God through Jesus Christ. We are the word of God. So, and now, we are the glory of God. Since we're made in his image and his likeness, therefore, we can take on the attributes of God. So, therefore, my brothers and sisters, thank you. Take heed and uphold the goodness of God through Jesus Christ so that all we do can be for the glory of Jehovah, our Father. Because God is so, so good. Ah.